Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today, I have Robert Batuo, the founder and owner of Batuo Inc., um, artist, designer, entrepreneur. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, Thank no, so I, I'm super excited for this one because, like, the... Yeah. The, the the background story for me it's I, I'm on Instagram all the time and then a friend of mine shared this story and mm. I saw the fabric which you know it's African fabric but mm-hmm. it's like different you know I was mm. like avant garde I'm like is this African couture who is this person I need to know the person behind this so yeah. first off thanks for replying my message and uh, thanks for coming on so tell me the story about Twink. Yeah, so Batsua is my middle uh, it's my middle name and it's my mom's maiden name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm heavily influenced by my mom's fashion, you know, like I had to see her like every day looking dapper. It didn't matter whether she was sad, whether she was happy, she always looked flawless, right? She was like a fashion icon. I mean, I keep saying was, but she's still around. So, right, right, but it's right. just when I was with her and I could see her, but you know, now I'm here and she's not around uh, Canada right now. Yeah. So just getting from that influence and like, you know, um, art has really been my language, my voice from, from birth. Um, but growing further, I realized I really have an inclination for fashion. So I've been designing clothes for my friends, like way back when, you know, like giving them sketches to take to tailors, you know, like when the skinny jeans period came about. I would take them to tailors to reduce their jeans. Wow. I would shop with them. And, you know, so I, I built sort of a confidence around, like, designing. Yeah. And I watched a lot of... My drawing training comes from cartoons, so I didn't go to any art school. Huh. So from watching cartoons and seeing the imagination with their costumes and everything, I feel like that kind of uh, influenced my, right. my desire to become a designer, but of that sense, right? Yeah. And another thing, too, it's like, um, you know, there's this view that African fashion is Ankara fabric. Mm. You know what I mean? African fashion is Ankara fabric. All respect to Ankara fabric, like it made us who we are, you know, like that's usually what's associated to our identity Mm. and everything. But I just felt that like it's very reductionist to like see African fashion as like that one thing. thing, You know what I mean? Like when we have the most culture, like we have the most inspiration in in Africa, you know what I mean? We have all these stories that the world doesn't know. Mm. So I decided to take those stories and create artwork that I would use to create my prints. That's why they look like that, you know? So it's an African accent, but then it's not like uh, Ankara fabric. It's a story in the artwork that I'm telling, but like making it the African way, right? So you see, like when you hear Versace, you think of a European Italian. Mm. My goal is that when people hear Batsuo, then they think about African, mm. but African with like an originality that they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the name Batsuo means the fire that rises from the ashes. Oh, so, so like Phoenix. Yes. So, wow. uh, so uh, initially, so like just as I'm, the, the more I was working, the more I realized, okay, so my brand really signifies the Phoenix. And then I really, you know, like zeroed down and focused on like the meaning of my brand, which is means to be reborn, right? Mm. To be reborn from the ashes, like the Phoenix. Dude, okay, it makes sense now because it's like, it's African, yes, but it's so different, you know? Oh, man. So, okay, I hear this a lot from people like, 
people that didn't go to art school but mm-hmm. make amazing art, they always say cartoons. Like, yeah. what about cartoons influenced them? Which oh. are some of those cartoons? Oh my God. Like cartoons, like the people who draw the stuff, they have such a vivid imagination. Mm-hmm. Like when you see the costume design, you know, like the stories of the characters, you see like the universes that they try to put you in, like just a completely different universe. That's very inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like drawing cartoons, usually it really, really betters your skill as an, as an artist. It does because like you're drawing so many different things, like all these different creatures, right. stuff that doesn't necessarily, it's not just like drawing a microphone, you know what I mean? Or like drawing a chair. You're drawing this whole new character that was, that came out of nowhere. My biggest influence when I was very young was Dragon Ball Z. Right. Yeah, you know, like Goku and right, like, you child. know, that was really, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when I became a teenager, right. then they released Naruto. That changed everything for me. Like wow. when Naruto came out, I didn't mm. know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> I just like, all I wanted to do was draw Naruto in my books, in my friends' books, like everywhere. <laughs> That's all I really wanted to do. So yeah. my heaviest influence for for cartoons has been Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece. You know, yeah, man, I, yeah. I, that's almost always One Piece. Some people also like now, like um, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was the anime was was so deep to me that like till now, I still Fully. you know like um. Not uh, not follow like uh, every every okay. time, but like I still you know like the characters embodied a vision mm. and a mission that like till now I still embody. Like when I think about my career as a designer, sometimes I look at it in the in terms of One Piece, Luffy. You know, like he's trying to become the king of pirates. He comes out of nowhere. And then he's trying to become the king of pirates, right? And then he has this power. And then he says he's going to build a team and they're going to conquer the world, right? Mm. I come from Africa, which, you know, the world tries to see like nowhere. Mm-hmm. I come into a different place and I'm trying to be like the best, best, best designer ever. So I look at that as like we're on the same journey. So it's, it's crazy that I'm, that I'm inspired by a cartoon. But when you think about it, you know, it's just the principle of like trying to better yourself, you know, trying to be the best at what you do. So you can be free and you can liberate others, you know. Mm. So like I try to be the best designer I can be. So like through my journey, you know, like photographers can find their way, like models can find their way, content creators, you know, like other artists like me. So like my my voice gives voice to a lot of other people. Man, that is just a wonderful story. So you're kind of like this, you know, hub and then you have spokes like you. uh, Okay, talking about spokes and content creators and artists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw what you made for Arania. When am I going to get my one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. I got okay. you. I'm ready now. So, I'm ready but before now. you get to that, let's yeah. rewind a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, you you have um, kind of this vision, like, okay, I'm African, right. and I know what it's like if you tell your parents you want to be an artist and mm-hmm. all that. Like, how did you convince your parents <laughs> you want to be an artist? Was it easy? Um, so... There's a little bit of background to getting to that part. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it was easy, but there's a couple of things that made it easy, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was small, the first thing that anybody remembers about me from when I was a kid was that like I could draw, right? So mm-hmm. I love drawing. When you come in, I'll just sit down, make you sit down, auntie, auntie, sit down, uncle, sit down, and I'll draw you. Mm-hmm. And I was good at it. 
I don't know how it is that I happen <laughs> to be good at it because like there's no other artist in my family. It's just, you know, mm. but I really was. And I kept doing it. I always kept drawing. I always kept the artistic side. So my family, if there's one thing they've always known about me, is that artistic side, you know, mm. whatever it is, that, whatever it is else I've been, the one thing that they know about me, which is true, was that side. And also... Mm. They used to take me around to narrate. It was this time when Nollywood had just come and there were all these Nigerian movies, right? So mm -hmm. I used to just like to narrate them. Like I would learn the whole movie and then just narrate. So this my parents used to happening. take me yeah. to their friends to like narrate stories. Right. So there's the drawing and there's the storytelling, right? Right. Then I started with the cartoons and everything. So all through my life, everything I was doing, um, I always kept the artistic side. I never stopped. No matter mm -hmm. what it is I was doing, I was going to school studying all this chemistry physics and all that but i never ever stopped drawing right mm -hmm. so fast forward now i got into university i guess i knew what it is i always wanted to be when i was a kid or what i hoped i would be but i knew that that wasn't going to be possible because like who in africa is accepting you to become an artist you know and i'm in cameroon it's like french africa it's like a whole different ball game mm -hmm. so i got into university and my dad said well go do accounting i'm like Okay, you know, and then I got there and I was doing the accounting. It's not so much that like I didn't like accounting. It's it's just that like I knew that that wasn't what I really wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it didn't matter that everybody was trying to tell me, oh my God, that's such a great career and everything. I was just like, guys, I know in the hearts of my heart that this really isn't what I'm going to be doing. But yeah. while I'm here, I might as well be doing it. So by this time, like I was in like... Uh, uh, Third year, you know, like I, I didn't really care so much. So I had kind of stopped going to class anyways. Mm -hmm. And then this friend of mine was going to the U.S. And then um, he wanted me to do I, I was already designing clothes for friends and they would take to tailors. And so so I knew that, like, um, if I design something for someone who will take me to a tailor, which is plain and simple. Right. But I designed clothes for this, my friend who's trying to go to the U.S. And then he takes me to a fashion house, like a designer house. Kamal's, oh my God bless this, this woman where she is right now. I love her so much. Because mm. this woman, she's literally the person who opened mm. my eyes to the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Because I went there and then like I saw the house. It was so professional. She was so good. You know, like she had a team of people helping her, like assistants and everything. And then I was just like, this is really where I want to be. You know what I mean? So I asked her, like she didn't have a menswear designer. I asked her, like, can I become your menswear designer? Mm. So I showed her a portfolio. She was so excited that made me even more confident in myself. So I decided I was going to join her team, like intern there for her. You know what's funny? Right. I spent way more time there than I spent going to my accounting classes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I spent a lot of time there. I would wake up and go there and I was so motivated to do that. Um, but it turns out that uh, normally the degrees in Cameroon are three years. Uh, I was in my third year and I knew I wasn't going to pass my accounting degree <laughs> at, the, at that time, right? Okay. And then, oh my God, that was that was shameful because I come from a family right. that's heavy in education. Like yeah. my dad is a professor, my mom, like education, my elder brother, like he went to the same university, did economics, he was like first in the university. Yeah. My other brother, same thing. I was just like, oh my God, I didn't even pass. Right. So I felt ashamed of myself. Oh my However, God. the very important thing in my family is the pursuit of excellence. So I realized my pursuit of excellence doesn't have to be like them. What I'm really good at is art. Mm. So in order for me to pursue my own excellence, it would be great to do a career in art. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the confidence to do it full time. And then again, I'm the last born. I'm feeling I was kind of entitled, feeling that like, you know, I could just play around with life and everything. But when I discovered that I wanted to be a designer, that sobered me up. And I became very serious about it and mm -hmm. very ambitious. Right. And I think um, when I came back to 
my dad to present the idea. I'm just like, okay, so I didn't pass a degree in three years. However, this is what I've been doing. You know, I've been working in this fashion house. So I wasn't just talking and not showing anything. I was saying I've been working at this fashion house. These are the designs I've been creating. And coincidentally, when the year I joined that girl's house, she took best designer award everywhere. So I was like, is this a sign? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just joined and automatically we're just like taking the fashion world in Cameroon by storm. So I was just like, okay, maybe if I if I if I do this. So she asked me, like, why don't you do this seriously? Mm. I think you can do it seriously. I was just like, oh yeah? Okay. So then I met my dad and I'm like, I would like to be a fashion designer, a professional fashion designer. So he was like, oh, I'm going to open you a place when you finish university. I was like, no, I want to be a designer, but I want to go to school because I want to go and learn from where they do it best. And that's abroad. Mm. Right. So I want to learn in a way that like I have all the skills to do design at any level. So now he saw the vision as to like, okay. It wasn't a hard conversation. I know you've been an artist anyways. Mm. And if for anything, this is the one thing which you've, the first time that you've come to me and be like, that this is really what I want to do. So there wasn't a lot of argument to that. Mm. You know, the only thing was like, okay, if you're able to finish your degree in one year, then I'll send you to fashion school. The motivation I had to study accounting, I've never, <laughs> st- I've never studied accounting like that in my life. You know, I went hard mm. and then I finished and you know, um, I thought it was going to be one of those things where he just promised me that and so then, I can go to school, right, right? Right, right? But when I finished, he was actually even more hype than me mm. to send me to fashion school, you know? Like, when I applied first, the Canadian embassy refused me a visa because they were just like, an African kid, you're coming from Africa, you studied accounting, you're trying to tell us you're going to Canada to study fashion design, we don't believe you. Mm. I came back to him and I was like, son, these people don't know who they're playing with. You know what I mean? Mm. Go prepare this people a portfolio. We're going to reapply again. He made wow. a statement, everything. So that encouragement made me realize that like, I'm not one of those kids who's going to be like, oh, I came from a family that was fighting my journey. And No, my family didn't fight my journey. Mm. They really supported. And I feel like a huge part of the confidence I have to test something new comes from the fact that like, um, you know, I was, it, it is like it wasn't a deviant thing, you know. It's a thing that like I'm doing with my full chest. Mm. I own it, love it. My family loves that for me. Um, they might not always understand the journey, right? But they love it and they've been very supportive. So it wasn't a difficult conversation. Wow, that is yeah. that is beautiful. I mean, especially <laughs> when he was like, "We'll do the portfolio yeah. and go back to the yeah. embassy." Yeah. Wow. 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 Let's the lady um, that you and what would a typical day be like at that be at that, at that at that place? So I would wake up and I would go there. Um, so basically, we clean the place, you know, and customers come into the building. Um, they see the the kind of designs we have. Um, they can take a look at my portfolio, you know, see if there's anything that they want there which she can make. Um, she would send me and her assistant to go get fabrics. Or to go get any uh, any tools that she needs, like like uh, zippers, you know, buttons, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we would go there and we would come back, and then we would stay. Uh, we would help her work. So like we would help her do um, measurements for people, and just uh, so she had a team of sewers, right? Well, mm-hmm. by this time I didn't know how to sew, so uh, we would just help her do the admin the administrative stuff which she couldn't do, right? But it was 
for me, um, like for the other ladies that were there, they weren't designers too, but for me, I was a designer. So we would actually have meetings and sit and discuss the designs that I made mm. and then discuss how she can produce them. And she always knew how to bring them to life. And no. I'm telling you, it was... It, like it wasn't always easy stuff, right? Mm. But she had such a mastery that was inspiring. Okay. I, I hoped I hoped I could become. Okay. I, I hoped I could become like her. But. Yeah, that because that was yeah. you're saying. I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the design, right? When you're when you're drawing it, or yeah. actually take me to that process when you're drawing it. Mm -hmm. Are you kind of seeing how the pieces will fit right. and how so, is it actually going to be sewn? So interesting enough, when I was in Cameroon, um, all I knew was just to make the drawings, right? <laughs> I would draw this insane things and then just put all these shapes and all this stuff and like but even till back then i was still designing my own fabric right oh. and i was still very very down with like the detail you know the details and everything but when i went to fashion school in montreal right um mm. fashion school changed the way i designed in the sense that like now i'm designing with technical knowledge right oh. so when i'm drawing the design now i know that like okay this thing you're drawing like this don't just draw it. So like, how will it be made? Mm. Right? So I have an idea of how it can be made. Now, I might not have experimented on everything, but I know where to start from. Mm -hmm. So when I'm drawing and designing now, I'm designing with a technical knowledge, knowing exactly what I'm, the kind of pattern that I need for this, right? So let's say I'm drawing this kind of crazy suit that's like, you know, it has all these spikes and all this stuff. Now I know, first thing I need is a basic suit, right? Mm. From that, I can change it. So um, going to school and being trained at school really changed the way I design. It gave me a deeper understanding of the design. So then now I can be more sophisticated. So, okay. So, I mean, you're, you, you got your portfolio together, went yeah. back to the embassy. They were like, okay, cool. Here's your visa. Go study. Yeah. How was Montreal? How was the, what was the school oh, called? Uh, Collège La Salle, Montreal. What? So La Salle, La Salle College, Montreal. Okay. Um, Wow, those were, um, I don't want to say, I mean, I guess our best days are ahead, but those were really fun days, you know, because it's one thing to be, a, to, be a, to be a creative on your own. It's another thing to be a creative surrounded by people who are specifically there for creativity mm. and you're gaining knowledge, you know, and you're seeing in the beginning, it's, it's, like, it's like Neo in the metrics, right? In the beginning, he gets into the metrics and then he's just like, Morpheus just beats him up and everything, <laughs> and then he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of scenes when he actually mm. sips in, and then he awakens. Oh my God! Now yes. he's literally stopping bullets. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so in the beginning when I went, I didn't really know a lot, but the, I didn't really know how to sew. I didn't know what pattern making was. I didn't know none of that. Right. But there was this community. I've actually been with my friends whom like we're going through these creative projects. I'm able to see the kind of stuff they think about. They're able to see the kind of stuff we think about. So that communion in creativity was really great. And Montreal is the art city of uh, art capital of Canada. Dude. It is. I can I can stress. People say Toronto. Yeah, I tell no. you Montreal. Yeah, they Montreal are, is. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Because like. Cause like you taught, like, there's a museum here, there's an art gallery you know, there, you know, there's a this You know what there. I mean? Like, even if, like, there's even subcultures of art. There's, like, this art movement there um, in Montreal, they call Moonshine, right? It's, like, all these black artists that, like, they're just doing some real alternative wow. magic. You mm. know what I mean? They're just, there's all these different art movements. And, like, it's easy for you to find a creative collective. Mm. What I realized in Halifax here is that, like, whatever thing I'm looking for, I need to do it myself. Right. You know what I mean? So if I'm looking for a creative collective, 
I need to create that collective. Right. And, you know, like maybe that's a story for another time. But we did and we've been creating all these collectives, right? But the difference with Montreal, there's already this system set. So you can you. just like, so which you can one just do join I belong them. to? Yeah. Which one do I belong to? You know, like, uh, am I, do I belong to the, to the you know, like... Uh, alternative fashion people do i belong to the ready to wear fashion people to like the couture people to like the painting people like to the spoken word there's like so many different movements mm. right so which you can join and i feel like that's really great for montreal like i did fashion school in montreal i swear um the knowledge it gave me after that and like the connections it gave me after that so actually be in spaces i'm here I am, this African kid coming from, don't know nobody, like, I'm out here presenting at the, the Phi Center. That's, like, one of the biggest museums in, like, Montreal promoting art. And I'm like, how did I get here, man? Wow. You know what I mean? Like this, like, this has to be a dream. So Montreal was really good. Now the problem with Montreal is that there's too much going on. What do you like, isn't too that much a good going thing, on. though? It is. It's very, very exciting. There's, like, so many activities. You can be easily distracted. Okay, especially with someone like yeah, you that know, you can't you know? cry. Oh, I yeah, can do this, yeah, yeah, I can do I can this, do that. I can do that. You would be easily yeah, distracted. Right. You're just like, you're trying to do this one, do this right. one, be here, be there. There's this party here, there's this, that. So that's too much going on. And I felt that like um, I was sort of losing myself into that. And so Halifax was the much needed um, recentering. That uh, how do you decide to pick on Halifax? I mean, you could have Halifax. gone to Toronto, I, just yeah, next door, right? I could have gone anywhere. That's also another thing. So, um, in 2018, I was going to the to London. Um, my transit was in Halifax. My friend Bernard, like, uh, I met him, and my transit was 10 hours, right, here in Halifax. So, he showed me all around Halifax and everything. And I was like, okay, this is a nice, beautiful city. Like, you know, there isn't too much going on, but then it's not like nothing going on, you know, there's still mm -hmm. a kind middle, right. So in Montreal, um, the thing with Quebec is immigration is very difficult True. when you're an immigrant. So right. become a PR, it's a journey, man. Oh, it's wow. very difficult. Like, I don't know that Quebec really allows a lot for immigration. I but, mean, but you're you know, like, you speak French. because Yeah, you're from I, Cameroon I and do. Stuff. And even though I speak French, it was still difficult for me. Because oh, wow. I had been waiting for this document they had to give me. Um, they call the Certificat de, Se de Selection du Québec. So Quebec Selection uh, Certificate. So when they give you that... Um, they give you PR later. But when they give you that document, right, it means you can stay in Canada for the rest of your life, but only in Quebec. Okay. So I'd been waiting for that document like two years after school, and then like I still hadn't had the document. And then the government said, if you're willing to leave Quebec and go to somewhere else, we'll give you PR. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, temporary resident to permanent resident. Like that was the program, what? really. Like, it was for everybody. Like, leave and yeah. leave. If you leave Quebec, we'll give you PR. I guess it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, that very. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, I guess it's one of these things where they're trying to like spread French speaking to right. Canada. But they were like, if you're willing to leave Quebec, then we'll give you PR. So I was like, um, yeah, I don't mind. Like, I would leave, go start back where, start back somewhere else. But I wanted to go far away from Montreal. I didn't want it to be a thing where I can Next always just door. turn and come back. You know what right. I mean? So I thought about everywhere. I was just like, Halifax. I feel now, like with what I know now, mm. I feel strongly that it was destiny. Right. I feel strongly that my voice, whatever it is that I needed, was calling me from Halifax. I can't, like, I feel so clear about it right now. I had to come to Halifax. Like, mm. my destiny was in Halifax, you know? Because mm. um, the things that Halifax has brought to me in my life right now, 
I just had to be. It just oh, had to okay. be. Okay. What are some of these things? What are some of these things? Yeah. I mean, Halifax really gave me my voice as a designer because, like, before I was just designing cool stuff. You know, my point, what I was trying to do was just like, I'm just trying to, sh I'm just going to show the world that I'm, I know how to design a lot of stuff. So I was just creating and just putting out there, you know, mm. and actually sitting back and being like, my work is going to bring people to me, which it did. It brought me a couple of projects, right? But Halifax. Um, when I came here, uh, I co-founded this art initiative, uh, which is called Mawia, the abstract. So we created this like painting, uh, a painting business kind of a thing, but like painting from like a spiritual place, from like a place of healing and all that. That actually made me, doing that actually made me understand, okay, this is what I'm really trying to do with design. You know what I mean? So like then it re I reimagined how I see my brand. It's just like the fire that rises from the ashes, you know, to be reborn. So it gave me a voice, right? Mm. I... I fell in love in Halifax. I got my first car in Halifax. I learned how to drive in Halifax. Um, I learned to calm down. Like I learned how to better myself as a man in Halifax. So Halifax gave me the reflection, the time mm. to reflect, uh, to become better, to build myself. You know, um, yeah. Like my first, my debut runway show. We just created Halifax Fashion Week yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's literally historic. And I'm the first designer to walk on Halifax Fashion Week. And like even the team of models that I met here, like Solip, oh my God. Like these people, I'm just like, I had to be in Halifax, mm. you know? Because the moment I came here and then I just awakened myself, you know? I feel like your tribe is always waiting for you, but like they will only find you when you align yourself. Right. So Halifax was part of me being in my alignment and then it opened myself it opened me to actually meeting myself and who i am and actually make me grow as a so halifax has really been good to me man. Wow. i can't i uh, like i really i really can't stress even just the fact that it's beside the water you know like it's very <laughs> it's very calm i i'm a calm uh, human being by by nature i guess i like to party too but like i'm very i prefer the calm and the quiet and everything and then halifax just was that for me mm -hmm. and as a creative that's the perfect thing because like you're able to go hard and then also pause to reflect mm. so then you can do better, right? So then the art comes from a deep, deep inspired place. I'm not just doing it because I'm in Montreal and I'm trying to be in the party scene and I'm trying to meet all this. Now, like the art comes from like a deep spiritual place mm. and Halifax is what brought me that. Halifax reawakened my voice in that sense. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Halifax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, really. so let's talk about Fashion Week, right? Uh -huh. How did that happen? How oh. did you prepare for it? How was the experience? Oh, my God. Fashion Week. Okay, um, so uh, when I was doing, uh, when we started Mawia for a long time, uh, my focus was just on Mawia, right? Because it's funny, but at that point, I had stopped really believing in the potential of design to be what is going to feed my family in the future, mm. you know? Um, I was thinking too much about like, oh, I want to make money now, you know, like I'm tired of waiting, like am I wasting my life and everything. So I was going through a lot of doubts, right? Um, but the motivation I got from Mawia, you know, like my partner and and, and everything, it's just like um, we, uh, I got to believe in my brand again. Um, mm -hmm. Then I got a business partner, right? He's ex ex. Wherever I am now with the brand, I would say it's he. He's like. 
one of the biggest, biggest, biggest things that was able to get me to this point, right? Because then oh. he was able to build the business around me while mm. I focus intrinsically Just, on on design and yeah. creating. So then we can we can have a product. So I can focus on like the brand image and like the creations and everything, right? So um, I got the the PR for for Soli Productions. Her name is Otney. Um, she just followed me on on Instagram, and then um, she kept seeing my work, but she wasn't really saying anything. She was just watching and just sitting quiet and not saying anything. Okay, mm -hmm. then one day out of the blue, like you know, she writes me and she's like, um, "Can we get on a call and talk about uh, and talk about a couple of things?" I was mm -hmm. like, "Okay." So then she calls me, and then she's trying to make me understand that, like, oh. They're trying to start Halifax Fashion Week with Soli. So she's with Soli Productions, right? They're trying to start Halifax Fashion Week. You know, they've been they've been looking for designers that they can put on. You know, like new designers that they can put on. She's seeing my stuff. Like she really loves them. You know, she'll try to get me on. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, uh, like I'm still looking at the thing because take note that at this point I was like trying to re rebuild back up mm -hmm. again, like reinvent my brand and everything. So I was like, okay, this seems this sounds like a good opportunity. She was like, she's gonna make me speak to uh, the boss of Soli, uh, Solita. Mm -hmm. So then she connects the two of us. I, I guess me and Otney, the energy was great. And then she connected Solita and I, and then the energy was, I was like, oh my God, this lady, she speaks like if she speaks on my brain, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We have that same fire in like, we're trying to start something new to build something lasting and something um, historical, right? Mm -hmm. So then, um, we got together, you know, we started talking about Halifax Fashion Week and everything. And then she saw the designs and she was like, okay, I'm sold, we're going and everything. So from then we started like preparing. I had to launch, do a couple of pop-up shops, mm. do a couple of things to build the brand to the point where, you know, um, I'm able to show a collection at Fashion Week. You know, like she was doing the training with the models. I would go watch the training, you know, like see the kind of models that I'm trying to work with, you know. Just that energy and just that camaraderie with the thing, you know. It was a huge, huge, huge success. Wow. It was a huge success. It was last week Friday. I'm still I'm still on I'm still in little shackles of Cloud9 still now. <laughs> but that was a week ago, you know. But um it was a really, really great experience being able to see the vision come to life, you know, and like be the first designer to walk fashion week. So like it's always gonna be remembered in history that like the first designer to work Pali Fashion Week was Battle Inc. Mm. The first fashion week was created the year we created fashion week so there's that and then there's um we didn't we, like we didn't know how much of a good turnout it would be we didn't know how much of good energy it would be but after that just everybody like spreading it was just good vibes man mm. it was just really great vibes and like being able to put the vision now in front of everybody right so it's just like now you people understand what I'm what I'm working with you know like i can show you a full collection i feel like for most designers, it's good that like, you know, you have a brand and everything, but like the one that they're usually scared of is like putting on a fashion show because then you have to show a vision for the future. Mm. And I was able to do that. And the response to that, that I've gotten, like, I don't know that I've ever said thank you. Like I've, that I've ever heard, I'm proud of you more in my life than I've heard this last week. Wow. I've heard it so many times. Like I was I, like, at some point just joking, I was like, if I hear I'm proud of you one more time, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> but it's been, I'm really, I'm really humbled, man. It's, it's, it's been one of those experiences, which 
I don't know how else I can how else I can describe to you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So all that I will just cycling back to the whole yeah. Iranian thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, when I'm getting mine. But before we talk about that though, yeah. um uh you have this bag and I'm curious, like oh. when you told me that you actually eat like a piece of your work, yeah. What's the story there? Um, how do you make it? Right. So um this bag, uh we call it the chaotic wealth uh fanny pack, right? So a friend of mine in Berlin, um, he had started a brand, but the brand didn't really work out the, the way he wanted. So he wanted to like restart himself too. So he he came to me as as a designer to help him design stuff, right? So um, I create custom artwork for prints. So when you see this bag, right, this is custom artwork that I create. I call it the Chaotic Wealth Print because at the point when we were designing this, I had just come to Halifax, right? Um, I had gotten a better job, you know, I got to my first car. So I was thinking a lot about this concept of wealth because I was more comfortable financially, right? But now I'm also thinking, so like, what is health, what is wealth really? Is it health? Is it good friends? You know, is it, um, is it, abund- is it abundance? So what is it? Because like you can have $10 billion in your account, but then you have terminal cancer. Right. Or you can be the healthiest person, but then you have $1 in your account. So what exactly is wealth, right? So I feel like wealth is a chaotic subject. And I decided to create this print, you know, and then put it in gold. So it's like opulent, right? And then together with him, uh, we manufactured this bag. So he does product design. He designed a bag and then I put, we put the print on it. And then now we have the bag. So this bag is manufactured in uh, Europe. So they send it, uh, we, we, we get it from Europe and then we disseminate from here. Mm-hmm. But that's how the design of this bag came about. Yeah, so it's in collaboration with my, with my friend. Was it a friend from school? Or? Uh, so I knew him in high school. But when we were in high school, we weren't really friends like that. It was just <laughs> like, you know, I just knew of him. Everybody yeah. mind their business and everything. Right. But, you know, when we came here through social media, like he's seen my journey, I'm seeing his own and everything. And then we always hoped that we could collaborate on something. Mm. And the time came. And then we did it. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, your business partner, you mentioned your business partner. It's kind of like the person that's taking care of all the other things while mm-hmm. you do all these other things. Mm-hmm. How did you meet? What are um, some of the things he did he, he, he specifically? Does. Okay. So, first, his name is Suleiman Salako. Suleiman. He's yep. Nigerian. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Suleiman Salako. I call him the lion. <laughs> Why? Why the lion? He's very, okay. he's very hungry. Okay. You know, he wants to... He wants to like change shit up and actually make a great uh, name for himself in this world. And mm-hmm. I really respect his work ethic. So I call him the lion. Um, so uh, we met at this party in like 2022, or, like February 2022, right? Just just met there and then I guess uh, we we're just cool. And that's it. We didn't really talk about, about what I do. And then we started following each other. So then he saw um, that I was an artist. So I was putting out uh, all these events. By this time, I was still, we just started Mawia. So we were doing a lot of like all these events. Um, mm-hmm. So fast forward down the line in like um, September, you know, I met him again September 2022. Like by this time, like I was going through a lot. Like I had lost my job. I lost my first car. I lost, um, I was going through so much trouble, man. I was going through a lot, a lot, a lot. So then he was constant. He was, he kept asking me that like, okay, so, Let's talk about your brand. And I kept running away from it because I wasn't confident enough to talk about it. I didn't believe enough, right? So he would, but he would push on, be like, let's talk about it and come up with a plan. I'll run away and run away and run away. At some point, like, he invited me, you know, to come find him at his place. And then he said, I should sit down and 
tell him the vision to my brain. <laughs> yeah, he was like, tell me, you know, like, tell me, let me see, like, if I, if I believe you, Go the world, on. the world, like, the world would believe you, you know. So I was right. able to tell him the vision and convince him, and he was like, okay, we're going to work on this together because I'm looking for... So he already has his own other business that he's doing that's going well, but, like, he's like, I really want to get into... I really believe in what you're doing, man. I believe that, like, we, if we do this thing right... It can be a really, really great thing, you know. So then he said, okay, so what, so what we're going to do, we're going to separate duties, okay. I'm going to take care of the stuff like um, I'm going to figure out how we're going to build a website. I'm going to figure out how we're going to get funding, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I, was, I always used to complain, but like I always used to find reasons why things weren't possible. Mm. He always used to say reasons why it's yeah. possible. We just have to do it, you know what I mean? But there's just steps that we need to take to get there. Because I'm just like, oh, but like nobody's going to give me funding. He's like, funding, there is steps that you need to take before you get to a point where you can get funding. We are going to take those steps, you know what I mean? So he really introduced me to um, the entrepreneur side of things. Because mm. I was always very focused on like the creative side of things and then i'll get disappointed when i fall short for the entrepreneur side mm -hmm. he came and took over the entrepreneur side of things and then that taught me how to become an entrepreneur myself you know like uh introduced me to like the tribe uh, business building program which i did mm -hmm. which gave me so much information like, about business and about like running a business and like how to grow a business which i didn't know um you know, like finding, again, like, you know, finding all these resources that can give us funding, this like organizations, you know, like going to all these networking events. So basically, um, he came in as like, you know, there's, you know, creativity, Robert, but you don't know business. Mm. I know business. I don't know creativity. We're going to merge the two. And mm. then now we're going to start overlapping, you know, the more we know about about mm. the other parts now we're gonna start like you know blending each other so like he now actually like he knows the names of like fabrics you know and like uh, <laughs> the fabric prints so he knows fashion terminology and right. creative terminology now which they didn't know before right. but now i know a lot about business you know like the funding the ip uh, the legal side a lot of other things which i didn't mm. know so that's what so that's really what he brings like he brings that aspect and also for every creative, you need somebody that's able to like bring you back to the ground. Else, like, <laughs> and that's me. Me, I'm like, oh my god, like vision, too much vision. I'm just dreaming all these things, and then he tries to bring it. Okay, so but like you've thought about all this stuff, but like how are we gonna pay for this? Mm. Come back to Earth first. Let's figure. <laughs> let's figure that part out. Then we can run well. You know, like uh, in the beginning, I started like we ordered these samples from China, you know, they were so good. I wanted to order all these many, many, many different samples. It was like, <laughs> calm down. This is our budget. Yeah. We're going to order this, 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 this samples, you know, mm. make this is the number we're going to do. Make this work. Then mm. I'll be like, OK, I go back and then I focus. So like he helps hugely on keeping me focused on like, you know, Small things first. Don't mm. think too much about all the big things. Come back to earth and focus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's no as having someone like that, that, you know, when you're about to get off the train tracks and bring you yeah. back, this is how we are going. It's, That's where we are heading. Priceless. 
Okay, man, I think we have to have a part two of this conversation yeah. now because, like, we haven't even touched what Mawia is about yeah. and how that came about. So we have to have a yeah. part two. Um, I think to touch Mawia, really, you mm. need the leader of Mawia to be here. Okay. Like, she's a, she's a person. She's going to be able to uh, give you the grand mm. vision of what Mawia really is. You need her here if you okay. want to talk Mawia. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but now, um, I'm going to let you go with this question, though. Okay. I mean, you've shared your journey from, you know, from freaking Naruto yeah. and uh, Goku all the way to now mm-hmm. actually running a business. Right. And, you know, migrating, living. Like, Africa is far. It is. <laughs> you know, moving places and now building this life that you are getting to um, a destination you have in mind. Mm-hmm. So someone might be watching this and they're like, maybe they are just starting or maybe they are at some point in their journey. Mm-hmm. What advice or what are some of the lessons you've learned that you can share with that person? Um, okay, first things first, uh, be true to who you are. So a lot of people don't understand why a kid from Africa would want to become an artist, you know? They don't understand. They feel like it's just you uh, being careless with your life. But be true with what you are. Be true with what it is that you really feel that you like. You want to do. I would say you need you need a lot of courage. Courage. And I would say another thing. Please, 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 figure out your why. Figure out the why you're trying to do this because it's not an easy journey. It's like it's creativity because um, people need to judge the creativity, right? But what exactly is creative? So like you need to do something that's great. However, when you know why you're doing it, then you're able to like block the noise and focus and do the creativity. Mm -hmm. Figure out your why, you know? Please, 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 this most important. The environments in which you find yourself have to be environments that understand you, environments that support you. Don't get caught up in being in environments where nobody there understands what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, um, if you stay, if you stay around people um, who forget who you are, you, soon you're gonna forget who you are because you're gonna mm. like you're gonna try to be like these people, and then you're gonna lose your own individuality. So you need, need, need to find surround yourself with people who can understand your journey and people mm. who can support you. Support doesn't have to be financial, right? Support can just be like your friend sitting and listening to your creative idea and you can talk to them about it. You need people who allow you to bloom. You don't need any people who try to like constrain you, right? Every other thing is a regular thing that every business goes through, you know, like there's difficult times, like when you're trying to start a business, it's difficult financially mm. in the beginning. There's so many other things, you know, but like, I promise you, when you know your why, when you have a supportive uh, team of friends, and when you're true to yourself and who you are, mm. there's nothing that can stop you. Because those things, those are the things which like <gasps> inspire everybody to work for you, right? Mm. I know who I am, man. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be nobody else. You know what I mean? Like this is my bag that I've created. I wear this bag almost to sleep, you know. <laughs> so like I love it. I love design. I'm not ashamed to be like, okay, I'm a designer. I love cartoons. I draw cartoons. I love, my favorite part of myself is my artistic side. Mm. You know what I mean? So you need to actually fall in love with that part. And the only way to fall in love with that part is to find why, why, why I'm doing this. Why me? You know, why of everybody in this life, it had to be me that was actually doing this. Figure that out. Find a space of friends that support you. Very important. And be very true to yourself. Mm. Don't let anybody try to dilute your voice. Mm. Yes. Wow. 
Robert, like I said, yeah. we have to have a part. Because <laughs> you know what? We just talked about your design. We didn't even talk about your paintings. My paintings, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So maybe even part three. Anyway, yeah. thank you so I much. I even do for spoken coming. word too. So oh, maybe so part four. <laughs> oh man, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you. Mm.